welcome to Sports Best Friends, a podcast that is a cause and solution to all of sports problems. You found me, the biggest tiger and unofficial mayor of Balmain, shoveled lovingly into the best kept cupboard, a room so small that even this joke is too big to fit. Holding my sports hand as always, the man who puts the a man who puts bulking into sulking. It's Miguel Fat Mike Sanchez. That's oh, wow. you saying hello. Hi, how are you? And gripping tightly to my other hand is a man who's trained his dog to be so athletic that he is one of the rumored 2018 New South Wales halves. It's a Dr. Hauser MD. Good evening. What is that in your hand, Charles? It's a bottle opener that uh, <laughs> I'm using later. Now, before I attempt any other poorly thought-out jokes, we'd, we'd like our employees to know that our views are our own and a big shout-out to our bosses at Hire a Useless Hubby. Now, I've gone on a little economic... I've got a little economic on your asses tonight. I'm so sorry. The Bowman's last week uh, inspired me to invest heavily into a delicious jus de hops. And now we are all stuck drinking my favourite Balmain flavour, which is... What is it today? It's pale ale. It's a Balmain pale ale, but I bought a case of it, is what I mean by economicness. Very good. So instead of... Very nice. Instead of just buying a six-pack, I went cray-cray and bought a whole bunch of four-packs. Mmm, they don't come in six. No. And that's probably my biggest gripe with Balmain's. And the reason why I always buy it in a pub, whenever I see it on tap, I'm always like, yes... I mean, straight up. But I've realised that when I go to a bottle, though, the four-pack turns you off. Yeah, I think, oh, that's an excellent price for a six-pack. Pick it up, womp, womp. Yeah. There's only four. And so for some bizarre reason, I just thought when I bought it in a case, it wouldn't be the same. But when I pulled one of them out of the case, I got a bloody four-pack. Anyway, so you've got, I brought two of those. So. Lucky well, it's a standard case. case. Mm. Yeah. That's 24. 24. I know, and that's the whole. Anyway, the case value was excellent. And obviously the beer is excellent, so cheers. But uh, still weirded me out. Mm. Um, Next time general- you do buy a case, sorry, the Balmain Summer Ale we had at the Balmain yeah. in Balmain, mm. that's fantastic at the Balmain. beer. Mm. So that might be one to try next time. And the, the, the thing that slightly annoys me about that pub is that beer is really good when the keg when they've got the keg right, but the back bar had an excellent Summer Ale for Balmain, but the front bar's... It was a little VB-ish. Oh, really? And so maybe I needed to... Well, I think you were trying to get me to complain, Miguel. Were you there? No. Nah, it must have been I, Tim. I don't was... complain about VB. Yeah, well, you... <laughs> it's a it secret boon for if me. If it tastes like VB, it's good, isn't yeah. it? How do you... Uh, gentlemen, how did trying to improve your weekends so they weren't so lame go? Pretty good. No. And what about you? I used all of Miguel's activities for him. Thank you. Got a lot in. I what feel like you got in more than I did. Ah. Oh. Let's, Maybe not, let's out Miguel each other then for okay. the weekend. Miguel, um, first of all, you and your lovely lady went on a devastatingly massive cock block of a movie, a Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yeah. That, that was a great, a great film, but mm. spent the whole movie with my jaw wide open. Mm. Um, it's a great film. I thought it was really like... Because it's the dude who directed those rad Batman movies. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. And now it's like the world without Batman, which is real World War One. Is two. it World War One or Two? Two. 
and a, like a not so often told story about World War Two, which mm. is what I gathered from that. Uh, or I think it's often told as like the end or the beginning of another story. That was what someone's trying to tell me. Not, not Dunkirk. this one. No, no, not this one. Sorry, oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, but yeah. the story of Dunkirk's often like this is how we like kicked shit off or end shit. Sorry. Yeah, uh, it was sad, like real tearjerker, like kind of emotionally manipulative. But I like movies like that, so mm. I'd recommend to you too, and also the listenership mm. to go and see it. Okay, and you and your old lady love a movie as well, Peter. We do love a movie, hmm. and I was suggesting Have you seen Dunkirk. Dunkirk Peter? I was suggesting Dunkirk as we we're walking through um, Leichhardt yesterday. We were considering going to the movies, but <clears throat> it's not for the faint of heart. You've got to be in the right. It can't oh, be just a whim movie. Thing. No, you've can't got to prepare yourself. I feel I was up for it, but we ended up going to <laughs> up for a whim. Um, Despicable me. <laughs> the no. Local DVD house and borrowed video easy. You have <laughs> Django Unchained. This is a oh, that's equally as heavy. Non promotion um, podcast. This one, mm. Django Unchained. I'd never seen. <laughs> I saw Hateful Eight. No one's Eight. paid us for this. <laughs> Hateful Eight was a movie that I thought was very in a similar league, and Quentin Tarantino takes it to another level. Mm. Um, great movie. Yeah, I would so, uh, echo the sentiments of P-Doctor here. I have not seen any new movies. Oh, no, I did a while ago and see the the that one about... Sound of Music. Wonder Woman, but I think I already talked about yeah, that. You already that was weeks covered ago. that. Yeah. That's how often I go and see And you like that for, for very specific reasons. Yeah, which is why I think I'm still thinking about World War One. <laughs> what happened in the weird world of Hauser MD this week? Now that you're telling us you've had an excellent weekend. Well, it's been a big, big weekend... Big week. Actually, You're still in worker man clothes. I've haven't got changed since uh, finishing my recent planting of the house. We've owned a property. Is for that what people call it? Planting of the house. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh well. You put, like you're you put house plants around your house. That's not planting of a house. Sounds like gardening. We, Get your verbs right. We had a house with a lack of plants, and <laughs> we so instead of finally them, after four years planted, the house. planted that house out. Sounds like a milestone. I don't. As discussed last oh, week, sure. don't own a house. If you but... live, if you camped in a house for two and a half years yeah, and then yeah. finally had living things that you have to actually have to take responsibility <laughs> for, own, apart from the, the local vermin and your incredible <laughs> you're dog, you're pretty good. Yeah, local <laughs> 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 they take take care of themselves. But yeah, that's a, quite a milestone. Yeah, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Now, so I'll talk you through some of the plants soon. <laughs> Thanks, Don Burke. <laughs> now this is um, a hydrangea. I really hope that your weekend actually is better than the doctor's. Uh, Friday night I made some pretty good burgers. That was exciting. Yeah, and watched. It's uh, not much better. <laughs> you're planting your own food. <laughs> Eating my own yeah. food. Saturday I went to a colleague's oh, yes. birthday that who you weren't invited to, but then somehow got jagged an invite. Yeah, really? we, we, we all um, got an invite. Embarrassing. Kind now, of. this is only embarrassing because we're in a WhatsApp group with a bunch of blokes at work, great bunch of blokes, WhatsApping each other quite a lot. This guy has a birthday party. We get told by, through word of mouth, through one of those guys, we work with this guy five days a week, Yep, doesn't put it on the WhatsApp, hey, guys, I'm having some drinks at this Only after bowler. somebody roasts him in the group. Yeah. Really? Which was Miguel. That Miguel was fucking took three or four <laughs> unanswered text messages just to lay the guy out. While he was down, he kept kicking him. And then we were having just our normal Friday drinks and, and the moment he turned up, Miguel just straight again hitting him where it hurts. It was great. Anyway, somehow to then be fair, got when we turned up, he seemed genuinely happy to see us all. Of course um, he and it was drunk. a nice birthday. Yeah. yeah, he was. What'd you get him? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I took the excess pizza off his hands at the catered function. Yeah. It was a good night. And then today, haven't done much until now. 
But also in uh, in light of sports podcasts, you were playing a buttload of uh, FIFA. Before well, yeah, before we went to the birthday, and some a beers. few colleagues and myself played just to warm up. Yeah, just to warm up. Mm. End of the pay fortnight, so some some yeah. beers at home. Uh, played some FIFA, and that was really good. And we also say hello to the rest of the millennials out there who play PlayStation and drink beers on a Saturday night. Uh, I went to the Dog Lovers show yesterday. It is a thing that my the most beautiful tiger, my wife, does things through marketing with with dog stuff, and so I had to go to that. So many shankars had to go to that. Had really? to go to that. Well, I had to go to that because she asked me nicely, and and, and the amount of football crap I endure on her—it's the least I can do. The amount of Shankartis that they're seeing, and Shankartis is an excellent Italian word to me, and, like, people you might see at a, I don't know how to describe it other than saying the Bridge Hotel in Roselle. Uh, <laughs> For those that know it, that's a pretty accurate uh, Just pretty the kind accurate of people who you would think really love their pets and are now at the age of, like, 40 or 50 and they're thinking about their pets all the time. Lovely people. They worry about the pet grooming rather than their own grooming. Oh, even they worry about the the percentage of wheat to rice to meat to <laughs> well, That's a big sweet. deal. Is it? Is yeah, it? If your pet is... He's oh. smiling at the moment, Riley. I just went, <laughs> it's a visual joke that you might not get. Says I who buy dog food from Audi. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. This is, this is a no-smashing Aldi <laughs> zone. Uh, anyway, a bunch of really lovely people, but people... Oh, here's a better way to describe it. Very lovely, but they would come up and say, like, what's doing? And I would say, hi, would you like to, like, talk to me about this particular product? And then they would get out photos of their dog to show me all of the things that they've their dog's been through in the last 24 hours. Mm, That's that the sense. kind of Shankati I was dealing with. And I was smiling broadly at the, the entire time thinking I'd about... I'd find that incredibly taxing. You've got to know their likes and interests before you can sell them dog food. Yeah. Mm, obviously. That's <laughs> an age-old <laughs> strategy for selling things. I got paid in breakfast and lunch and also... My wife was very happy with me at the end of it, so that was enough for me. It's the cherry on top. Speaking of dogs, oh, no. I have a thing set up here to tell me when to put on a soundbite. Is that Des Hasler knocking on the door? <laughs> it would be no? great if you'd knock on a door right now because I'm still <laughs> trying to get up the stupid soundbite thing. Here it is. Anyway, <clears throat> speaking of dogs. The West Tigers have continued their walk along the NRL tightrope. That's right. We are talking about rugby league, friends. Thursday, August third, the Bulldogs played the Eels. That was the uh, <coughs> dogs' link. Dogs lost forty to twenty at ANZ Stadium. I can yes. I can sum up the eighty minutes for you as well. Parramatta good. Dogs are shit. <laughs> there are very few things I want to talk about, but there is just maybe two. During the second half, Andrew Johns, yes. Parramatta and the dogs are playing, but I'm talking about Andrew Jones. The eighth immortal and the greatest player I've ever seen play had the director give us a high shot. And when I say the director, I mean you can hear him just off mic saying, give us a high shot, give us a high shot. They then give us a high shot. He says, oh, looking at this high shot, he explained quickly that the defence was very compact, Parramatta's defence, and that there was space out wide and that he would pass out wide or kick out wide. As he placed a full stop on that sentence, they kicked out wide and then ran 80 metres. I can't tell you how excited that makes me when someone who is that, who's supposed to be an excellent, supposed to be that incredible, actually shows us that he is that excellent and that incredible. So anyway, that happened. That made me super excited. He does this at least almost once a week and I go weak at the knees every time he does. What 
an incredible reader of the game. Anyway, other positives are Josh, Josh Reynolds didn't get injured, which is important as he'll be a Tiger next year. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's great to see the dogs bottoming out is still on the cards. Yeah, that is a great feeling. Bunch of douchebags. That's been discussed on this is probably the fourth one that so, we've covered. I think that's our <laughs> covered the dog I think that's our, every week. That's our life boy at the moment. Mm, yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that at the end. That's how we deflect from most recent occurrences. <laughs> Can I just say, talking about um, out wide attacks for the Bulldogs, Curtis Rona has been called up into the Wallabies squad. Wow. Which is bottom uh, of a barrel there. Which that was if you're jumping off a ship, he mm. jumped off at the right time, Curtis Rona. Friday, August 4, Dragons and Rabbits. That was Dang. Sydney Cricket Ground. <laughs> I haven't read the score here. Big turnout. The Rabbits won. They did 28 26, I think. Oof, yeah, I hope that's two right. points, Adam Reynolds. Was that right? Yeah. It was also reader the s- of the game right here. <laughs> it was also, this would be a time that Uncle Tim would be um, tick, 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 tick. Statsing. Oh, I also didn't introduce. I was going to say, Mr. Merchandise. 24 26. Well, that's because. Um, Left the, in the bin. The stockings he's put on the, the microphones is overwhelming. It's just too amazing. <laughs> Anyway, Mr. Merchandise is here doing a much better job than Tim ever could, even though <laughs> no matter how hard Tim tries. This game came down to the last four seconds. Like a incredible NBA game, it came down to the belt. Dragons even played like they, there was a shot clock for the last set and took the shot, bounced off the rim, and they lost. Dragons looked like winners for 78 minutes and lost to the Rabbits in an awesome upset, and this game reminded me of how great footy was. What I read, Babes, from last week, the Dragon Lady's uh, husband, he was watching the game while the Dragon Lady was putting her face on. And he mm. wrote, Dragons have the foundation for a good team. Hunt will be a solid addition. Could go deep into the finals next year. Balls deep. Balls deep into Ooh. the finals. Not this year, though. <laughs> Just making up the numbers. And then he wrote, holy shit, I was in an Uber and I just checked the score at the very last second. Can't say I'm surprised, though. As, the Ra- as a Raiders fan, I'm happy with the way the Dragons are playing. Don't tell the Dragon Lady. And the best hair on radio, A.H. Kaylee, was finishing dinner with her olds and was at the pub for the second half. She messaged me saying, mate, for a few seconds there, everyone at the Ryan's Hotel in Thoreau found religion. Then we fucking lost it. We lost it. That's all she had to say about that. Does a friend of yours have a big interest in the Rabbitohs Dragons game? Pat Picanti is interested in the Rabbitohs. Yeah. But we were cooking burgers, so we didn't watch the game. Also, that game was on Fox Sports. True. So couldn't watch it. Yeah. But she was um, thrilled by the scoreline. Pat Picanti questioning your... um, The burgers must have been fucking good. The burgers are better at Miguel Sanchez. (laughs) (laughs) Cows and Storm uh, happened that night as well. 1300 Smiles Stadium. Fucking stadium and, names. And, and they. Uh, <laughs> I get tired of hearing that every week. <laughs> the Cows lost 8 to 26. I guess it's not that big a deal. This game was an absolute arm wrestle for the majority of it. Both teams completing at a high, um, high completion rate meant that it was little rest and everyone was on their feet the entire time. Down by eight, the Cows got a bunch of penalties and possessions at the beginning of the second half and looked like they'd break the game open but couldn't turn it into points. Melbourne pushed ahead on the 63rd minute with a well-worked try off the boot of the Slater. Melbourne barely celebrated as the entire field signed side, sorry, with relief at the stoppage of play. It was a great game to watch. The Cows were good and should have made it a closer game like 2022, but the Storm was so good 
and they did enough to keep stopping the cows from scoring. And I sincerely hope that the finals are littered with games like this. Yep. And Paul Green has taken Ricky oh, Stewart yeah. and Trent Barrett's and inserts nearly every the coach. Dragons coach as well, McGregor. McGregor's title and just gave an absolute l- lashing, shellacking mm. to the referees. Which, I deserve it, I thought, as well. Yeah, and that just it just gets my goat the whole way. Mm. If you don't have those referees out there, they're... Who's going to ref the game? We were talking about this it, every week. I think this is like us today. and the Bulldogs. We talk about it each. But week. also, I feel like I'm, I got it with Ricky, and I also understood with McGregor because they're trying to deflect really from reporters asking them questions about, "Hey, you guys have a good team. Why did they lose?" Yeah, they go referees. Hey, here's a story. I'll shout about referees. Whereas Green, you're like, dude, you have an excellent yeah. team. You played really well. You also played easily the best team in the comp. It's not surprising you lost. If I could pick yourselves up, you had an excellent game last week against the Roosters, yeah. although you lost. You're going to make the eight, push on then, and he's doing the deflection thing. Anyway, on Saturday, August 5th, the Knights um, played the Warriors and the Knights got up 26 to 10. And I said last week that I could not see the Warriors ever winning again and they showed here by losing to the ever-losing Knights. Mm. The statistically worst... No, sorry, statistically the worst NRL team of all time, the Newcastle Knights... Uh, have now won two in a row. Now I only got to hear bits. Oh, I only got to hear bits from this of for this from the radio. So I'll leave the emotion messages to my guests who text in. But to give you a feel about what's doing, Mike, I've trans have uh, Miguel. I've translated this into music talk for you. Thanks. So hold on and <clears throat> listen carefully. Newey are the progressive metal band Tool. <laughs> They were around for a while and did an okay job releasing Undertow and they got some support but nothing worth talking about. Then in the mid-90s, they really put everything together with Anima. Mm. It was a glorious time. They never really died down fully and then again in the early noughties, they did it again, smashing everything with Lateralis. Great album, just as an aside, but... The whole thing. I'm loving this Look at that smile. analogy. This yeah. is like healing to me. For, it's yes. like a birthday <laughs> Anima came out and, and smashed everything. Animus, fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry. In the 90s. Early noughties, Tool smashed it again with, uh, with Lateralis. Then they had some legal issues and some band members went out of things and, and some shit got real. They almost went all the way again, though, with 10,000 Days. Mm, um, yep, almost. In the late noughties. And the fans were feeling like the band was Back to smashing shits, the hits out, but it didn't happen. And now there are whispers maybe of the band getting back together and putting another album. The fan group is feeling like something big is going to happen again. And I tell you what, mate, I'd go and see them in, a, in concert if they do release another great album. Mm. If you get all of that, Will they? Want, if you get all of that and want to send your own band analogy about the Knights, hit us up on Facey, Twitter or Insta by stinging at SportsBFFs because that was a very clever, even with the years, it tied in beautifully with it the Knights. It was good. Do, <laughs> do the, does Tool have a better manager than Nathan Brown though? That's my question. Well, I think that's an excellent question and no. No. So <laughs> that's the answer to that Having question. no idea who he is. No. So it's going to be like the Pasha Bulker off Newcastle. It's just going <laughs> to crash and burn. Now, I've got a few. Maybe their lawyers are more like Tinkler, where they like make lots of noise and then disappear. Now, I've got a few messages uh, that I grabbed, a few messages, and I grabbed a few things off Twitter. My Newcastle Nana messaged, and I said, How about that win? She said, No, I had Tranny on. 
<laughs> which, I, which I found out later meant transistor radioing. <laughs> she got lost in transistor radioing and then forgot to watch the game. That's uh, gross. you got to talk to your parents about that. First time since I did. I swear to my, I'm screenshot. I sent to my mum going, what the hell? First time since 2015 they have won back-to-back games. I know. Exciting then. How are you feeling about the team at the moment? They will come good next year. Brownie is rebuilding a good team, I hope. She sounds like a Tigers fan. Oh, she, <laughs> blank is rebuilding blank. <laughs> this is a rebuilding Hold year on. The for Knights blank. Are, the Knights are one step ahead of the Tigers. Yeah. they got two in a row. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they do. Fuck. She is an absolute character, that lady. Also, at Mitch the Geo, the man known to some as the biggest knight, dropped his mining gear and bolted to a box at Newey just in time of the second half. And he wrote after the game, Firstly, I've managed to get drunk. Secondly... As a whole, we as a supporter group are buying into the rebuilding process of the club. These two, these last two wins are more than competition points. It's our future at the club. I'm loving it. Was he at West, the league's club? No, he West? was at the game. During, and oh, he had it? lots of things on Twitter about he was in his mining gear, dirty as fuck, and then like neck minute in an Uber, neck minute at the game, like neck and beers. What a legend. That is the biggest night. Commitment. Uh, anyway, so get around him if you want a great night on your uh, Twitter feed. Also, I saw at Kelly Davis 7 say, The Fords on the boil, the backs, they are a dream. We are the greatest football team that you have ever seen. How cute. Gee whiz. Hash better than Lego. Did some rhyming. <laughs> better than Lego. <laughs> what is special is that the average age of our team is only 24, majority of which have played less than 50 NRL games. So, yes, this is special. And she's obviously vibing it. And we should celebrate those poor Knights fans because they've, over those two games. Two in a row is great. But not only that, they've had 26,000. They had 15,000, I think, the week before and 11,000 in this one. The fact that those legends keep turning up. And my hapless but hilarious friend who was a Warriors fan on Twitter at underscore Cleary's bitch underscore. <laughs> and that handle came because he was so confident the Warriors would be the Panthers that he he Twitter betted a Panthers fan that you can have my Twitter handle if the Panthers beat the Warriors. Nick minute the Panthers beat the Warriors. So now he has that handle. He wrote about his Warriors. Floyd Mayweather has a better kicking game than Florin for fuck's sake. <laughs> He's one of your mates. He is, fuck. You're Floyd's biggest fan, aren't you? <laughs> if a fan by you mean like huge blades that I'd push him into. Yeah. Titans and Broncos. <laughs> CBS Super Stadium is another great name for your collection of stitch-ups. Zero to 44. to 54. Just a rough go. Oof. First of all, I'd like to apologize to all Titans fans as the Tigers absolutely broke you, obviously last Brown, that you were then <laughs> mentally they're still recovering, yeah. hence the scoreline. They were terrible from go to woe. So many passes going to ground, so many missed tackles and poor reads, so many poor fifth tackle options, and that was just from their so-called marquee player, Jared Hayne. Oh, snap! Has anyone else got a strange sense of satisfaction watching him fail? Now well, he's come back Jared Hayne. Well, not fail, but not Not do. when he's got a Blues jumper on, but, well, he's yeah. got a Titans jumper on, sure. Anyway, so let's put a line through him for the rest of the year. Hunt, Milford, Nick Arima just had a field day running rings around the Titans on every part of the field, and it was truly embarrassing, like Tigers Raiders 2016 embarrassing. Our <laughs> old friend... our went the wrong way. Yeah. Our old friend Palmer, the old chicken Palmer, who you might remember from <laughs> from our jobs... <laughs> from running around the yeah. track. From... Rah, 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 
Got a message, got on the message and wrote an absolute book. Literally like he wrote nine or ten chapters. Here's the first and last chapter. Got some time. He's got heaps. So six weeks ago I tore my hamstring playing rugby and subsequently have spent a lot of time banged up on the couch watching sport. As is not my choice, I can do it at the moment. Because of it, I've not missed an NRL game since round 16. I have seen fast-paced matches and lacklustre performances, golden point fixtures and seesawing affairs. But in those six weeks, I've never seen a team so precise in every aspect of the game. It was scintillating. If you're a Broncos supporter. Not so much if you're a Titans supporter. To be honest, I'm surprised the police didn't receive a call for aggravated assault. Boom, It was reminiscent of the Broncos in the 90s, just picking a team apart bit by bit, wearing them down until they dropped the hammer. I'm a fanatical Broncos fan, but I like to be just in just in all my assessments. Sharks are very up and down. Roosters are winning, but not convincingly. Cowboys without JT are no hope. Parramatta on my dark horse with Moses playing much better footy these days away from Leichhardt. Go fuck yourself, Palmer. <laughs> Storm are still firm favourites in my eyes. And to be honest, no team really comes close to this season. But after last night, I predict a Broncos Storm grand final. If they don't meet in the semis, with either team capable of beating the other. We are in for a very exciting season. Oh, sorry, very exciting football in the upcoming weeks. Can I just say thank you, his Palmer, book- for joining us this week on the. <laughs> yeah, um, please join us every week. And his book is will be released through. Can you keep reading, please? Legitimately. Oh, man, he's got another hour and a half that I could. I, I could, could have done an audio book of just. Yeah, his, yeah. That's on one game. Sleep. He, um, anyway, he really wants to get on the pod because obviously he. He's got is some time. Excellent at it. Um, but I obviously wrote to him, no one. <laughs> fucking pubes. I wrote to him saying no one fucking cares that the Broncos won so stop writing me shit. (laughs) Sharks versus Raiders, Southern Cross Group Stadium. 12 to 30, the Sharks went down. And call me crazy, but I just kept feeling like the Sharks would come back and win this one. Any other person would have seen the Raiders team dominating for 80 80 minutes. But in the second half when the the Sharks scored a crazy try and were only down by 12, I thought the Sharks were on the comeback. They kept pushing and even got a Raiders sent off for 10 minutes. I was sure at that time that the Sharks were now going to win. Glad again I don't have a betting app on my phone because somehow the Raiders got hold of the ball and didn't give it back for the entire 10 minutes that they had a player off. That, that's not just a player. That's a one and a half players. Yeah. Papali. Papali. The fact that you can hold the ball for 10 minutes was incredible. <laughs> anyway, they, uh, they held it on. And scored six points through penalties while being down a player. By the end of it, I was shocked by how dominant the Raiders were and not surprised by how wrong I was. Thank you, past towns, uh, past Big T, for not downloading any apps. <laughs> Very good. Sunday, August 6th, Sea Eagles versus the Roosters at Lotto Land. Land. Blanco Land. <laughs> that was today, 36-18. Now, when I was young... There was an old adage that I'm sure you've heard. I go for the Tigers and whoever's playing Manly. This game made me realise that I've changed, though. I now go for the Tigers and whoever makes convicted sexual offended Fergie Ferg look bad. (laughs) And so I found myself feeling somewhat sympathetic for Manly as they humiliated that man all afternoon. Really, though, Roosters v Manly this year is kind of like who's the biggest Derek at a Nate Miles family reunion? (laughs) Good news, you're all winners. Every one of you is an unloved Derek. 
it was a good game, I guess, with lots of offloads and line breaks. DCE was particularly good. I just now hope that Manly don't feel like they need to come out and smash it next week and allow the Tigers to get their ambush on at Leichhardt. The Cogger Bay Eagle got a word in now that the this Manly's won. Soul. Mm. I'm loving Cogger Bay Eagle. Yeah. Great to get a win. Really pleased with the come-from-behind effort. Forwards really stood up. Go the mighty Seagulls. <clears throat> Panthers v Tigers, 28-14. And if I can be <clears throat> fair, I really don't feel like that score line reflects the game. Mm. No. I would have been much happier with nearly 14. But, but uh, the last try they scored shouldn't have been that the stupid Tigers. So 22-14, I'm going to call this. At the end of the... I can make them up now. At the <laughs> yeah. 22-14. You don't have to worry about the real score. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the first half, I was feeling more nervous than at the beginning. We looked like we could score points and that we... And that's with so many poor passes and with errors. We couldn't, though, keep relying on the Panthers completing at less than 53%. And worse was that they were winning with less ball and a worse completion weight. Completion weight. Completion rate. <laughs> Even with all fucking those pints at the thing. Completion rate. Wait, wait. Even with all that happening, I was tinkling with hope. But by the end of the game, I felt like our middle defence just couldn't stay solid. The last 10 minutes were forgettable. That wasn't us playing our best, though. We play our best and we will beat the Panthers next year. We had a real chance to win that game and that's awesome because we really sh- never had a chance to beat them at the beginning of this year. And at the end of the day, as I tell the team that I coach, I hate losing, but if I'm going to lose, I at least want to have improved. And we certainly have. Anyway, our biggest fan outside of our immediate family, at one Tiger underscore, we were barely holding on all game and Penny only kept us in it with shocking handly, handling. Close enough, but not good enough. Oof! It was much harsher than my um, view. What did you think? You watched it? Yeah, uh, I don't think the scoreline reflected <clears throat> it either. And I mentioned to you, I think they're a really emotionally fragile team. Penny put one on at the end mm. and you could argue that that was the end of it, but also there was five minutes left, so you never know what's going to yeah. happen there. They let another one through. Five minutes left for, or ten minutes to go. We were five down by six. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think they put no, one on. down by eight. Um, and anyway, we were. They still got in the another game. one on after that. Yeah, and they just looked like they'd given up. And then, but it just made the game look a lot shitter than it was. It was yeah. close. I thought they played played pretty well. I don't. One eyed tiger. I feel like is probably more right than we are. Maybe we're just rose tinted glasses. Oh, I think the five dollar point tinted yeah. glasses. Five dollar pint tinted <laughs> glasses. However, I was. All like you off. kept saying, "Cool your jets, Turbo. You're going to get kicked out." Because I was banging oh, on. No things. one's going to kick you out of there. Everyone was doing the same thing, <laughs> banging on the furniture whenever something yeah. good happened for the Tigers. And roaring. Anyway, to finish this off, we got an excellent question on Twitter from at Ian underscore Johnson sixty eight. If Woods does a backflip, who captains in twenty eighteen? I'm going to throw to Miguel first. Can we clarify black backflip, his if, own backflip or backflip because no, the Bulldogs can't Well, this him. states that he would then choose, but your your thing was if if the Dogs end up playing really shit this year and then he doesn't want to go there, you were like... Yeah, well, it's just having your cake and eating it too. But if they can't take him for whatever reason and he has to stay at the Tigers, I mean, it's not really his fault. Yeah. And so you'd keep him as captain? No, I wouldn't. What the fuck are you talking about then? So the answer is no, no matter what. Well, I think 
No, definitely if he decides to stay because the Bulldogs suck and they do suck. Mm. No with shades of grey if mm. it's for another reason. What do we think, Hazza? I would definitely say he doesn't deserve the captainship anymore. Mm. <clears throat> He's Why give it to him now then? Or you don't even think he should have it now? No, I don't think he should have it now. Ooh. I think there's some... There's some there's a solid core there with a there's a few young players. I know Teddy's jump ship and come back again and mm. um I'd rather Teddy's deal goes sour to be honest. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's never going to happen. happen but. <laughs> he's got Minicello's. He's lined his boots already. Mm. Um He's got no, more, pa- just, more paper bags than a fucking school canteen. I, I used to have a huge amount of respect for Woodsy and how much he loved the 2040. Yeah. That was like out of this world. Yeah. But the fact that he would even forego a Tigers jersey for another club, just I it's lost shit. it. I lost it pretty quickly. Yeah, it's shit. So, so who are you giving it to? Well, Chris Chris Lawrence is he's the he's worked for it. He's yep. been, he's built up, but yep. he's, he's not a consistent character. He's mm. always getting injured. He's he's a bit like the Shane Watson of the um, but Shane Watson ended Australian up cricket team. He did for a few for a yeah. short amount of time. Amount but everybody of time. hated but, that guy. But Actually, I, a lot of people don't like Chris Lawrence. Maybe they are very similar. I think they are. Blonde, um, raggedy hair. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that's a great yeah. um, tie comparison there. Tie, but, no. Nice <laughs> try. I reckon an Aguama nice could um, pull through with a different sort of leadership. <laughs> I just don't take, think so. Just what about the club? What about Elijah Taylor? People keep throwing his name up. Too young, probably. Elijah Taylor's like fucking forty-five, dude. <laughs> I thought he was really young. No. No, he's not Taylor. No, no, no. We're talking from Penrith. He'd already played for New Zealand. He's he's, he's dusted. We had to sort out. What would you do? No, I can't take him. I couldn't copy him either. I mean, the amount of... If we end up keeping him, which isn't going to happen, there's my hot take right now. Even if the Bulldogs' salary cap doesn't work, he won't stay. He... The fan base has turned on him so severely already, he couldn't captain them. Yeah, there's no... Wouldn't be received particularly well. No, people would fire up. Anyway, the ladder at the moment looks like Storms, Roosters, Broncos, uh, Sharks, Eels, Cowboys, Manly, Dragons. That may have... Yeah, I think that's where we're up to. And then I think it goes Panthers, Raiders, Rabbits, Warriors, Dogs, Titans, Tigers, Knights. But That's it. Tigers have Manly, Roosters, Cows and Warriors left to play. So we'll at least get one win out of that because we know the Warriors will never win another game in the history of their career. Newey have Eels, Storm, Raiders and Sharks. So they probably won't win another game ever in the history of anything this year. The history of this season. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Dogs have Rabbits, Manly, Titans and Dragons, which unfortunately looks like they will jag at least one win. And because they're on 18 and we're on 14, we would need to win at least twice to even tie with them. So it doesn't look like they will end up bottoming out by the end of this year. So it's about and it. And what's the Knights route? I just read you that while you were reading your phone, you bastard. Eels, Storm, <laughs> Raiders, Sharks. Right. What were you reading that time? My lips or the phone again? I was looking through, looking at you through the filter. And uh, how's that filter looking? Uh, yeah, better, actually. Makes you look really good, T-Man. Yeah. Tim's okay. stitching us up from uh, outside yeah. of the pod. Oh, so Uncle yeah. Tim's stitching us up. Well, speaking of stitch-ups. I love sport. Thank you, Justin Timberlake. Uh, Doctor, what's doing in the AFL? Well, if you uh, happen to tune, tune in on Friday night, you would have seen 
probably the game of the rounds across all the um, sporting genres, NRL, AFL, long balls, no. curling, Gaelic football, handball. European handball. Um, the Swans absolutely dominated from the outset in the um, Swans-Geelong clash. I was a little bit worried in terms of our hoodoo teams after being beaten by Hawthorne the week before. However, the Swans kicked seven goals in the first quarter, which is a pretty strong start for any team. That's if you do seven times six, that's forty-two <laughs> points. If you took me a while to work table. that one out. Uh, they, all right, thirty points fini- sounds great. They finished on one hundred and seven. They kicked forty-two. That's a big of, score for. They AFL. kicked forty-two of those. Po- at least it was seven-five, I think. So they've kicked forty-seven points in the first quarter. Oof! So they absolutely started. An absolute rout. How did Buddy Franklin fare? Well, yeah, nah. I read about him in the paper today. Not well. Buddy Franklin. We're nicknaming. He's an important. He's got a. He's got a massive on. contract. Nine million dollars yeah. over nine years, mm. and that guy is. He's gonna live a good retirement because he's kicking <laughs> one goal consistently mm-hmm. as a to full forward, and that is pretty poor. Yeah. Well, you mentioned his poor performance last week. Well, the last three weeks he's been kicking like one goal, which yep. hasn't been great. So. But he, we've won two out of those three. Am I remembering that right? Yep. So even without yeah, yeah. Buddy performing, that's we're still exactly right. It. And that's mm. um, people are propping him up. John Longmire, the coach, has mentioned that in this week's press conference about if we don't have to worry about Buddy kicking goals, we're in a good place. Right. So I can't, I don't disagree with him. And so being Geelong is a huge. Huge Boom um, for the team, exactly because they're ahead of us on the table. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rate Geelong as being a dominant team this season, but they're always their pedigree as a team is pretty huge. We play Frio next week, who are number, f- I think they're sitting fourteenth on the table, but we lost to number twelve the week before. So yeah, yeah but it was Hawthorn. It's not like it is Hawthorn exactly. So there is a bit of a difference there. But I just wanted to make a correction to last week's... Um, uh, I think it's totally all right to make corrections. Uh, I mean, I'm never going to listen back and ever realise all the mistakes I made. But I like that we... Yeah, the like Hawthorne, next week I'll correct the, Elijah Taylor's age. My lock, I said the Crows lost by six points to Collingwood. However, oh. there was a 103-point all draw. Mm. So there must have been a late kick in it. I Shout did. out to Mario Siegs, who's obviously uh, scribbling everything down and listening to everything yep. you said. And I look forward to seeing your feedback from this week. Yeah. Um, Can, sorry, about feedback. I Instead of saying Frawley, when I was talking about the halfback for the dogs last week, I kept saying f- f- Foley. Foley. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And mean. so I got absolutely yeah, hammered yeah. by Patty Spillers, <laughs> Patty Stills about that, and I loved it. So thanks, Patty. And Mario Siegs, if you can stand up to that sort of me- – if you can do a meme for any sort of errors we do in the AFL, that would be great. Mm. Um, He's more of a grammatical uh, muncher yeah, upper rather than a meme creator. Bit of a David Milton. David Milton for the got to have the correct points and results on yeah, the um, d- on the pod. <laughs> Imagine a table where you get to create it where hey you lost by six we drew no 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 you're right it's like me making up their own scores for the Tigers yeah games. so the Swans are doing they're on the rise they they're doing very well we're playing Frio as I said so you think um, they would win that. Well, there's a, a very significant person at my um, other job. At, um, <laughs> Apart from work, when you're not planting the house. We work at the dog show um, and he also loves Frio, so that's going to be a showdown. There'll be, I think there'll be a, a rider on that one. Very good. Um, a rider? A rider in terms of a bet. So a sandwich bet? 
I, I've introduced um, the people at the dog show on to Servage Beats. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and they, they, they actually like the idea. I'm trying to look up the odds right now, to be honest, because I want to put a sandwich bird on this. But I just, you keep going. I just want to um, mention a game in action with the Crows. And, Murray, I'm sorry if you're a Crow supporter. They, It's 105 to 40 currently. Oh. There's, there's about 10 minutes to Jeez. go. They were, 100, they were 103 to 28 about 10 minutes ago. Outside of darts, that's a fucking score you can't come back from. Yes. So I would... I would highly doubt if the um, Port Power, which is a that's like Sydney versus GWS clash. Yeah. Um, so good game we'll come going back on from there. That shellacking. Um, and also in terms of the being sent off in AFL, I said that there wasn't <gasps> oh, yeah. anything. However, further research showed that you can be sent off in AFL, but it seems as if it's only if you are swearing or directing at an inappropriate action towards an umpire. So, can you so be, for beefing uh, a player, there is no send Yeah, you can absolutely hound a player or smash, like take them to the... Cleaners. The cleaners. So to speak. But if you are interacting inappropriately with an umpire, that's where it That's where you drawn. get the send-off. And I like that. I think, I think that's where the whole... Yeah, well, you said something last week about the regulation. Yeah, apart from Ultimate Frisbee, of course. Um, it's my favourite sport. It's, it's very clear and cut. Yeah, but the regulation of players to control their behaviour. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I heard you say that last week and I've also been thinking about that and it's a fucking load of shit. You know why it's so different? Yep. It's Tell me. because you have you have four referees in AFL, am I remembering that right? You have two yep. on the boundary, yep, yep. Oh, not including the ones at the goalpost. Yep. And you have two idiots running the field. What is the boundary. That? Yeah, no, boundary you have two umpires. idiots on the boundary and you have two idiots in the middle. And from the There's between, three umpires in the middle, there's I think there's two or three they might there's quite a few officials in AFL. There is so much space between a player and an official at any time yep. that would be near impossible to make a real call about any kind of verbal or physical indiscretion, which Remember is why, why they don't have the when you zoom in on two guys who don't think they're on camera, they're just elbowing the Smash shit out of each other's nose. Yeah. And in any other sport, a referee who would be easy to see that because they're really quite close to them would be like, you can't do that and I can make that judgment because I saw you do it and I'm gonna call I'm gonna stop the game and do that. They can do it. But in AFL they're like they're eighty meters away going, shit, did he just elbow him? Yeah. But that's why AFL out. is so good because you're in a paddock rather than a bloody little straight up but and I'm, down. But I'm not denying that. What I'm saying to you is that you can't say that AFL players are better behaved than other sports. What it is is AFL yeah, players are harder to see, see their indiscretions because, than oh, any other sport. I, I and disagree. only when they come up to them face to face to the umpire and go, you're a fucking sebum, they go, oh, <laughs> I heard that. Now you're going to go. I disagree. The umpires are in the thick of the ruck situations more than the NRL referees. But I think what T-Bone's saying, it's the off-the-ruck yeah. behaviour. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. T-Bone now, and Mercho also the Swans, the field somewhere. The Swans are, play, are paying a, a $1.11 to Fremantle $6.70. So I, I'll take a sandwich bet that the Swans will win. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we not, um, not, even at that can we not jump yet. ahead? Because I'm there's, a, there's, a, hot, there's a few segments we've got to get to right, before right, right. we... Yeah. I'm just saying... Cool your jets. Cool <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're going to try and set there, that up. Cool your jets, Turbo. Oof. All right, that's enough. Look at this fucking sandwich, well, Lord. How is soccer ball going over there? Soccer ball is good. We're one week away from the start of the APL season. I'm very excited to watch maybe one or two What games. country were Arsenal in this week? <laughs> None. They're back at home training in their, England, in their that's pre-season. England, that's a country. None. Uh, so we're a week away, so it starts next week. It's an interesting time in any soccer, not just English Premier League, because the transfer window is still wide open. And unfortunately, as a fan, 
if you hear a rumour about who's going to sign for your club or who your club is going to offload to someone else, <laughs> you can always find someone corroborating that mm. piece of information. So my strategy is to not read anything and just wait until it's actually signed up. So it's interesting to see. It goes till September. So even after the season starts, you can still get people. You can still get and oh. sell up until September. So, so there's no real trade window then? Well, it's a window. Yeah, up until September, open. then the window yeah, closes. Then the window closes. Oh, and then it reopens yeah, yeah, in yeah. winter. Hell. Right. <laughs> it's more like a sliding door. That just... yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, looking at the table, I'd love to see this season in general. Obviously, I'd love to see Arsenal do well. That's um, a given, but a middle table team to, to challenge at least for like a top four spot when Leicester won two seasons ago. Is that right? So, yeah. That was great to see because it's always dominated by five clubs. Um, in terms of Arsenal, obviously Sanchez, uh, the Chilean national, his future is very uncertain. Uh, a lot of speculation about him leaving the club. Uh, whether or not Arsenal choose to keep him is another story. Arsene Wenger made a really interesting press conference about that and said it's very rare for players to play until the end of their contract. Mm. They usually get sold when they sort of express an interest to leave and also when there's not a lot of time left on their deal. And he said, show me the player that doesn't want to play well regardless of where he's playing. So if Arsenal right. choose to keep Sanchez and say, look, we're not selling him, doesn't matter what you offer us, show me the player that's going to now play poorly yeah, because, because of, of because that. Because of it. Because it only lessens his stock at the end. The problem that Arsenal run into is that if they run him to the end of his contract, decides not to re-sign, he becomes a free agent, in which case financially that's... Bad for Arsenal. That's bad for Arsenal. Mm. And Arsenal, as I mentioned a few episodes ago, I think is a well-run business club and... Part of the reason, potentially, why they've not won very many trophies in the last few years. Haven't heard much about Lacazette. I think they're just trying to get him ready. I think they're trying to find a balance between him and Giroud, as I mentioned a few episodes ago. Yeah. I'd love to see them work some kind of formation where the both of them are not work fighting well. each other for a position because they're very similar similar positions, I think I mentioned, so that right. would be great. Uh, I've been looking at a lot of predictions, and it's a long season as well, like a lot of... Uh, competitions outside of the Premier League as well that impact on the performance in the Premier League, like Champions League, which we're not in. Uh, and very few have picked Arsenal to be in their top four. So a lot of people are picking Manchester City as a mortal lock. As a, do you, Sorry, do you mean to win Premier League? Just to win the Premier League, yeah. yeah. Right. So I've been looking at a lot of top four and Tottenham have been featuring very highly in that, which for an Arsenal fan is not great because they're both the North London right. clubs. But Manchester City seems to be... Number one, they've bolstered their squad in the transfer window and probably will continue to do that right up until... did they already have a good team? That's They just buy. Yeah, buy, right, buy, buy, right, buy, right. buy. Um, so they've got a great team on paper um, and a great record of winning in recent years. Mm. And Chelsea are up there as well because they'd be defending their title mm. from last season. So I'm going to predict Arsenal in the top four. Oof. I'd love to see that. Uh, but that's purely based. That's the same reason you tip the Tigers every week, <laughs> and I tip the Tigers, and you tip the Tigers, and P Doctor tips the Tigers. Also. You also have a sandwich bit with me that says whatever they end up needs to be twice as much of whatever the Tigers end yeah, up. So I need. I if need, the Tigers make the eight, you need to. I be need like, to be in the top four. Mm, You're pretty safe. Oh, <laughs> roasted! <laughs> and so, if anybody else wants to take the Doctor's seat next week, we'll have an opening on the pod. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. There was also co- uh, speculation about Ozil and where he's going to go, although I have to admit I did read articles about him and he seems like he's ready to sign another contract with Arsenal, which oh, is great. great because I'd rather keep him 
than Sanchez. I think Sanchez, his attitude for me, it's not necessarily great. I mean, I think he's just going to win trophies in different, yeah. in different domestic Sanchez leagues, and that's the, fine. You know, Sanchez is the finisher that's yeah. Arsenal has. If uh, if Lacazette works out, we don't necessarily. I mean, they're different positions, but we don't necessarily need him. Ozil is someone that we would really feel a loss if he decided he wanted to leave. So I'm hoping that what I read was true. But as I said, what it, like you can Google whatever is going to make you feel better. It'll be about, different. You know, yeah. It's yeah. like Ozil's grandpa overheard saying in local bar <laughs> yeah. in Turkey that That's he right. wants to stay with Arsenal. I mean, it's really, you can't, you can't fact check that kind of stuff. Uh, and just the teams that have been promoted this season, which is interesting, is Brighton, Hove Albion, Huddersfield and Newcastle. Newcastle, they're back, yeah, back well, you, yeah, they're back. And you, you, I mean, I was pretty shocked when they got relegated. That's big for Newcastle yeah. they're in the Premier League for a long time. Shearer have had some, some Shearer. yeah, Alan Shearer. Shearer, Alan Shearer, Michael Owen started at Newcastle. He I'm did. pretty sure. Yeah, uh, but also Hope Albion and Hove Hove. Is that West Bromwich Albion? No, no, no. This is different. where that sandwich bit ran into some oh. <laughs> with our friend uh, Wes Waldo. I knew those names, so they must be somewhere. Brighton Hove Albion. And there's West Bromwich Albion. So West Bromwich Albion are in, I'm pretty sure, and Brighton have Albion have come up from the championship. Newcastle, you would never have thought, would be out of the Premier League, but I love that that can happen to a team, and I think that's what I love about the Premier League. It's like Leeds. Who would have thought Leeds would drop out? Exactly right. Harry Kuehl played for And coming up is Hull City, who were there a few years ago, Middlesbrough. Oh, sorry, no, no, going down, sorry, Hull City, Middlesbrough, and Sunderland, which is, if I recall correctly, Sunderland and Newcastle... Uh, fierce rivals of each other because yeah. they're across the sides of the Tyne. Is that the, the river? The Tyne. Yeah. So it'll be, I guess, better for them. Than yes. Their, That's right. You know, Definitely. rivals are in different leagues. I'm hoping that not being in the Champions League this year for us helps us focus more on the domestic league and doing well in that. Okay. But there's a lot of there's still the Europa here. League to focus on. So who knows? Uh, and so we play Leicester on Friday the 11th of August. Uh, and in this round coming up, there's not many heavyweight battles, but I'll be watching that game. It's on a Friday night at a reasonable time. So What time know. is that? Well, I think it's it will be our time, probably Saturday morning, quarter to one maybe. But that's not reasonable. Well, when you're talking about for two or three o'clock. Yeah. But not for... <laughs> for first name, last name. <laughs> that's reasonable. How many edits? Anyway, so that's will we beat them? Yes, we will. Oh great! Yeah, we will. Sandwich bit. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm out of the hole now. No, nah, you've still got one to go. For what? You oh. had New South Wales wouldn't score in the second half, and you had some other stupid one. We when you tell me Bacanti and I now Bacanti and I both like yeah. down. Bacanti and I Bacanti kept saying he owes us two, and then kept telling me no, 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 no. Well. I owe because I bet. Um, Hep dog one as well, so maybe you're referring to that. No. I'm anyway, good. I'm not making one. We'll win that game though. My wow moment this week builds on from last wow. week's one from Hauser. As the Matildas not only beat the US, as you mentioned last week, they went on to win the entire tournament of nations. And not only that, we beat Brazil in the final. Not only that, we beat Brazil 6-1. And incredibly, that was we only needed a draw to win the whole bloody tournament, and we still put on a five-goal difference. The ABC News reported they're under they're being the uh, soccer. They're undefeated 
run through the round robin tournament included a historic first defeat of world champions United States and local rival Japan. I love that it's a local rival, yeah. like in terms of the whole context of the globe. Setting them, uh, setting them up for an assault on the World Cup in France, 2019. The Matildas who only needed a draw to win the uh, Tournament of Nations, produced a dominant first-half display against Brazil to lead 4-1 at the break and put the result beyond doubt. Following goals from Di Vanna, who scored two, Ford and Katrina Lee Gorey. Defence, again, I probably read all those wrong. Defence was the order of the day with both sides at half time, but Ford made the most of a through ball from teammate Tamanka Butt in the 68th minute to score her second and extend the Matildas' lead. Star striker Sam Kerr, who actually knew from teams, so I'm just glad that they're coming more, they're becoming more popular, coming off a hat-trick against Japan, closed out the scoring with the Matildas' sixth goal in the 82nd minute, adding to a superb all-round display, which also included two assists. Wow, those ladies are excellent. Absolutely yeah, because we were wowing the just the beating the US beating the last US. week, and that's... Dominant. Going a whole lot further. Some of the stuff I read was just that even when they won, it wasn't a huge adulation, like huge crazy celebration. They were, they looked more like they were they were just like yes, They're this is done. Yeah. Next, Job what's done. up next? Love that. I heard a lot of interviews with some of Lisa Devanna and uh, Gory. And they they're just in the zone. They mm, yeah. they expect to win and Laser they expect focus. to absolutely love that. We well, love to see the effort pay off. Yeah. After the US victory, they're like, yep, we'll defeat Japan, we'll defeat yeah. Brazil. Who's and next on the list? That's exactly right. So undefeated through the whole tournament, though. What a pack of legends. Books yeah. open. Uh, what have you got? What do you got, Mister Hauser? Well. As per usual, I've got a few wow moments or wow moments. quarterly. <laughs> I would like to start by um, acknowledging Mo Farah's sixth um, world championship 10,000 metre title in a row. How old would you be if you were going to win a 10,000 metre title, do you think? I'd be oh. fucking dead. If I yeah. could walk 10,000 metres. What, 10, would, you, what would have been your peak age? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Uh, 20, this guy started when he was 28. No, he's right. first, well, no, he, he didn't start, he didn't start. His first world title yeah, was 28, yeah. and he's won, he's 34, and he's just won his sixth title. Oof. That is outrageous in a row. He's yeah. he is an absolute gentleman of athletics. You look at the Usain Bolts, like he's got yeah. a massive. Stature in the athletes community mm. because he's that showman. I'm loving that name too, Mo. Yeah, but Mo well, Farah is this. I think Usain Bolt was because of famous because of Optus. Does he do? What does he do? Is Usain he a, Bolt. Yeah, is he athletics? Uh, he is. He is the hundred meter sprint champion. Oh, and two hundred meter. I think and two hundred meter. Four hundred. Does he no, do not four hundred? Oh, anyway, but he's he's a machine, and he's, he's sponsored by. Everyone and Bolt. everything. Mm. And Bolt. so it should be. The Mo- fact that those guys often don't get money, that guy should just make yeah. as much money as he can forever. But Mo Farah is an absolute quality athlete. There's not even one, like, speculation that he might be doing, the like, the wrong thing, whereas sprinters are always mm. question whether they're on drugs, whether yeah. they're mm. um, performance enhancing. In fact, you and I, I was, I was telling you about a table where it had, like, the top 25 100 metre times. times of all time yeah. and a red line through everyone who's ever drug cheated and how like Usain Bolt had like 10 of those times and 15 other people had other ones and all of them had red lines through them yeah. and you were saying 
you really hope that Usain isn't on the doesn't get uh, yeah yeah just like just like the cyclists like Bradley mm. Wiggins and yeah. Christopher Froome, you hope that they're doing it legitimately because but you don't really know, do you? You never yeah, know. Humanity. Imagine they'd be the top twenty-five times anyone's ever run hundred meters in yeah. history, and all of them were cheating. But that's the thing; they can backtrack um, test results these days, so yeah. you never know for the next ten years. But the other one is Nick Kyrgios. Talking about sports. Do we have to talk about this guy? This guy. What is the wow moment in this? He's a fuckwit. I am just like dumbfounded every time that this guy comes on the public spectrum. He plays tennis and he is an absolute tool bag. You get him at a special you said at it. Bunnings. D House said it. <laughs> I took a photo of a bloke who was arcing up at Bunnings next to the sign that said tool bag. I took a photo. <laughs> I wish it was Nick Kyrgios because he should have been sold for $15.98. <laughs> to another country. Wow. That's all I have to yeah, say. I had a really, like, I just got really upset then because I thought you were going to You've taken something. it the wrong way. Wow's supposed to be good. You've taken Wow's and be like, wow, I hate that guy. <laughs> Have you got three this week? Are you going to wow us with Hitler or someone like that? Wow, that guy did a bad job of like... (laughs) Oh, wow, you in the sense that Usain Bolt retired this week. He didn't win the 100 metres. He better not retire. But he has retired, Usain Bolt. (gasps) Did he really? From World Athletics, yeah. Wow. He's going to be... He's not doing the next Olympics. No. Well, he might, but he has has officially retired. He's probably going to become the human Puma sponsor for the rest of his life. Puma loves him. Dab away. Hold on. Because he came third the other day? No, he retired before this this year's World Championships. And then ran again? Yeah, he, this was his final. What does retirement mean to him? This was his final league, like final, oh, final. Um, yeah, right. a bit, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Merchandise well, is just seen as a John Farnham of athletics. Yeah, well, let's see. Time will tell. Yeah, right. Apparently he's the voice. You should try and understand. Yeah. <laughs> he's the feet trying to catch. Yeah, uh, he is the speed. Yeah, right. Well, that's devastating. I'm, I'm honestly upset. I keep asking if it's for real. I I've, wanted to see that guy Maybe he'll again. come back for the Olympics. I've wowed you a few times tonight then. Yeah, but devastating wows. Like, I love D House's wow moments. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle. Did I get my wow moment? Uh, <laughs> you didn't? No, I haven't <laughs> said my wow moment well, yet. Give me a sec. Use one of mine. <laughs> I don't want one of your loner wow moments. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Getting shut out of the pod. First of all, I'll give you this. Um. That's me saying am um, because I'm not sure. That's an Aaron Woods am. Um. <laughs> Go for it, Miguel. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of lost its impact now that we backtrack. My wow moment this year. Yeah. <laughs> You've thrown us all off. Can we this five dollar pint says ruin this pod. Thanks, Merch, for is, um, the editing time you do this week. <laughs> is Neymar signing for PSG? So if anyone on this pod listen or like follows soccer in any way, shape, or form, they probably heard about Neymar signing. You see on the share market with this kind of money, you would think he was a publicly traded company. Yeah, uh, he's gone from Barcelona to PSG for. Two hundred and twenty-two thousand, sorry, two hundred twenty-two <laughs> million pounds. I'm not going to do the conversion into Australian three hundred dollars, but something. per year he will get thirty million pounds per month, boiling down to per hour, the man gets paid thirty-five hundred pounds an hour. See you, Union. He's only that. twenty-five, and he's a great player. He came from Brazil, so he's obviously Brazilian. Went to Barcelona, did really well there. PSG have paid an exorbitant 
amount for a good player. Um, but I think it is just ridiculous. The, the next closest record is 89 million last season. And it was Manchester United who bought Paul Pogba, Pogba. from Juventus. Uh, I was telling T-Bone earlier that the reason it's so high is that they had enough money to trigger in mm. Neymar's Barcelona contract his release clause, which means that if someone stumps up that amount of cash, Barcelona is forced to then do business with this person. Clubs very rarely do that, uh, but PSG's obviously got a lot of money. I think it represents Qatari sports investments' desire to win <laughs> Champions League games because that's their goal. They bought PSG in 2011 and since then have acquired so much talent just through sheer spending Uh, and they've come close but haven't really won it so now they're trying to just absolutely go for broke. I'm amazed that it's record-breaking but by how much it's record-breaking. It's stupid. It's more than double. It's more than double double last year's record, which is just, it's outrageous. Uh, and they've got already got some fantastic players. They don't offload a lot of talent. They've got Edinson Cavani, Thiago Silva, Thiago Mota, all of whom are Brazilian. <laughs> Danny Alves they signed f- who has played with Neymar before. Uh, and I just I don't know where they get this money from, but that's my wow moment. That kind of money is just... Do you know much And he's is? 25. Well, like, the only news I've heard is... Does he is... get the cash or does the club get half that cash? The $222 million goes to the club. He gets paid more money than... Yeah. I feel like anyone could ever spend. Man, you'd need a few accountants to keep track of it. Well, you know, we'll get sure to the accountants right. and the eagle hawk, but but the the whole there's a there's an undercurrent of the Qatari government because they're in a bit of a s- sticky situation in world affairs and particular middle Middle East affairs. Yeah, that this is them flexing their muscle in a legitimate sense, and it makes it difficult for. All of those other countries that are involved, like Emirates, the um, other Saudi, the other Middle East nations, to who get... are flexing their muscle against the um, Qataris at the moment, they're just showing. What and they also, can. Qatar was the centre of the investigation into FIFA corruption when it got picked for. Yeah, well, <laughs> those fucking retards. hosting the World Cup. Yeah. Well, twenty twenty two is a long way away. And so I'm, let's see I'm if not happens. one to infer anything about where a club gets its money, but I feel like this is going to have plenty of scrutiny, like it's going to fall under a lot of scrutiny. Yeah. Because they don't offload the same players to make that up. Mm. Thanks for letting me do my wow moment. No, you're right. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. We're actually ready to do that this time, so let's try that. Uh, Doctor, what have you got for your eagle hawk this week? Well, my eagle hawk follows on from last week's um, podcast about the Australian cricketers, forgetting about the NRL. Um, Impossible. The NRL pay dispute. They haven't got their stuff together yet, but the no, Australian... No. Are they back, as I understand it? What's that? The cricketers. The, the cricketers yeah, yeah, yeah. have got a deal done. The ACA and the Cricket Australia have signed a deal, um, which is quite... Uh, it was more beneficial to the cricketers than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, me too. I, I was a bit surprised how much the Cricket Australia um, gave in seemed to have given ground. Yeah. Because they were treading this hard line, hard line, hard line, and all the talk in the media was about how there's going to be a lot of um, blood lost and um, flesh. Tried They've tried to take a lot of ground off each other. But... 
the cricketers, which they are the game, they should have a huge part in, in terms of their pay deal. But yeah, well, you said last week, why should KFC and yeah. I'll make it all the mm. you know everybody yeah. else? They're but the ones doing the playing. Not is it just the cricketers? It's like the recognition of the cricketer community. It's the men's and women's side. I think the women's yeah. side of the game has finally been recognised for what it is and how much of a it's it's value and it's quality market value. But mm. it, I don't think it's I don't think cricket Australia recognising the market value. I think it's just valuing the wider community. Like women should be recognised as much as men. Mm. And so there, that's where the biggest gains have been made for women in cricket. Have their pay? I think that the um, Big Bash League women's team were getting paid maybe twenty two thousand dollars a season, and now like that's jumped jumped more three yeah. or fourfold, and some of the upper like upper classes of um, women. Um, sports like Elise Perry and Meg Lanning are getting paid significantly more for who they are and what they do because they are that um, significant influence in women's cricket. So the interesting thing about that as well is that because you find one sport that ends up investing heavily in women's sport, then you will find all of the best female athletes Travel in that, that sport. Way. Yeah. Well, and AFL's done an excellent job of, of investing a lot of money yeah, into that. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. And so cricket must be trying to do that because rugby league's also going to have to start. I mean, they're already doing it in part, but nowhere yeah. near as good as AFL or cricket. Well, I was going to, after this Women's Tournament of Nations, um, mm, in Matildas, mm, at least Perry plays for both the Matildas and for the Australian yep. women's cricket team. Mm. So if... Her um, credentials in the Australian women's cricket team come across to the Matildas. I'm just gonna. I could put a sandwich bet in the next couple of years. That's <laughs> year long one. Two Longevity years. Let's bet. say I don't know. I haven't looked into their contracts, but I think there might be a deal signed with the women's um, footballers that they are significantly more um, recompensed for what they do. Great use a w, of the word recompense. W, w League? W yeah. League, yeah. But that's a bit like the BBL. It's just a bit of a... It's, yeah, it's not it's taken there, seriously. It's, not, it's the handle. Yeah. yeah. And it's not that's not worthy for who they are and what they do. Yeah, well said as well. I like the worthy bit. What about you, Miguel? Well, following on from my wow moment that I was almost denied, <laughs> talking about money in soccer, lack of a salary cap, I did a bit of reading this morning. Interesting to note in Europe that there is no salary cap in soccer. It's been replaced by financial fair play, fair play. regulations. So I boundaries? thought about it and I thought, oh, you know, it's so you should definitely put a salary cap in. The one thing soccer in Europe has is competition in terms of domestic leagues. So if you played NFL or NBA, you can only play in one place. So yep. if they decide to salary cap your team, you've got to mm. wear that as a coach or even as a player and play there because nowhere else can you go is equally as competitive in Europe. Mm. And now in 2017, when a lot more of the leagues are, some would say, equally as competitive, if one country... I mean, in Europe. In Europe, yeah. Because obviously NBA and NFL have have leagues outside of America, but the ones that are really competitive is in America. So when they put a limit on it, that's it. That's it. But if you do it in France... Tough shit. People are just going to leave so many and go other, somewhere yeah, else. They're going to go to another. England, yeah. France, they all have. Yeah. So what I was reading is it's very hard to mandate a salary cap um, across those leagues. 
if it's mandated by someone like UEFA, right, which does Champions League. Yeah, they're not so good at mandating oh, no. themselves. And they can only do it for their league, which is Champions League, so they can't influence the domestic league either. So yeah. you could very well field your billion, trillion dollar team in your domestic league. When you go and play Champions League, you then have to field a team that falls under the salary cap, which also, is not a solution to the problem. No. And also their brand is about bringing the best of Europe together. Well, that's exactly play. what PSG, so are, wanna... with the Neymar thing, are open about their goals. Yeah. We want to win yeah. and we're going to, you know, leave no stone or dollar note unturned <laughs> to make that happen. And also as a, as a fan, that's all I want my sporting club to do. All we want to do is win. And we will do that to the yeah. best we possibly can. Well, that's what they're doing. And I think the financial fair play, what it is, is briefly, clubs have to run at not more than a $30 million loss in that financial season. Wow. Which is pretty sketchy as it is. Mm. A lot of these Qatari-owned clubs, I hate to say, even Russian-owned clubs as well, you know, they've got the best minds doing all their finances. Who knows how much money is being pumped exactly. into... For someone to sit there, which I did read, to justify that Neymar's shirt sales and publicity for him signing with PSG will allow them to break even on that, like, that deal. triple record signing mm. is just ridiculous. Mm. So financial fair play is their stopgap and that's what I'm watching. The other thing I'm realising about, it's not the $5 pints, it's that we're necking these... Pale Albao Mains because they are delicious. And they're easy. They're even nicer, I think, than the Brock. Can I say that? <laughs> the Brock, Peter Brock? No, I mean the God Brock. Is oh, I said Brock. You said yeah. Brock. The box that we had last week were great, but I think these ones are going down even better. Anyway, it's been a bit loose, but. Settle down, Rebels. It's under control. Everything's under control. Yeah, that's right. I got a soundbite for being under control. Anyway, let's look at this bit. I hereby declare Miami to be Smooth Jimmy's luck of the week. What are your locks of the week? Doctor, let's do yours. Well, my lock of the week absolutely hit um, top notch. Swans winning. Did they? So I can't go past the Swans versus Frio. Number six versus number 14. I know my... That's a good lock, I think, Pips. I locked against the Swans against Hawthorne, which was number six against number 12, which failed. However, I'm talk to me about I'm happy. Locks. <laughs> I'm happy. So if I can, yeah, if I can use your, um, do you call them locks anymore? It's <laughs> <laughs> just bets now. Yeah, bets. Poorly worded tips. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, tell me about yours, Mike. Uh, Arsenal lost, and it's in that vein. This is also three locks that have failed. I'm going to bet Arsenal again. There's Leicester nearly a sandwich bet on night. that. I've got one against <laughs> five in a row. I'm not going to bet that because I feel like I could very I'm, easily. I've already end up got that. Five. But my big T is cruising towards his next sandwich. Yeah, well, if you do get do, Pat Picardi MLB bets, ten locks in a row. Dodgy about him, That's man. a bit yeah. like the um, Russian EPL teams. Yeah, dodgy. Who knows what they're doing? So, so who is your lock? The Swans v Free. Yeah. I go Swans Leicester. I'm not surprised because it's paying six dollars. Uh, my one is speaking of. MLB. I my Dodgers did beat um, San Diego, and this week I am picking the Houston Astros to take over to take Toronto this morning at four ten. Uh, so with that one and one more, Doctor, you'll be, I think schnitzel. I'd like a schnitzel sandwich. Let us have a. I think we've got to. Have, I think we're gonna have a weekend together because we've got all those sandwiches going to and fro here. Yeah. We could have a sandwich weekend. Love it. Let's look at uh, tipping results. 
Uncle Tim's not here. He so I've got not. no idea what we ended up tipping. What was different? Do you remember what we tipped differently? He tweeted it. We'll come to that at the end. Can you look it up uh, and then we'll work it out? This week, though, let's have a look at Thursday night. We've got the rabbits and the dogs at ANZ. Rabbitos. You want to take the rabbits? What do you think, Doctor? Uh, Des has uh, <laughs> one of my mates at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Adam Reynolds over Des Hasler. Yeah, he keeps winching about an a, uh, injury at the moment, Adam Reynolds, but I'm also going to have to take the rabbits. But I think I'll take it in a close one. Also, that's the dogs' like third or fourth Thursday game in a row. They do Thursdays like we do Sundays. Friday, the pub game at 6pm. The Eels are taking on the Knights. At ANZ Stadium as well. What do you think, McGuire? I'm going Knights three in a row. Knights three in a row. Woo! Let's do it. Knights. Let's be fancy. Well, I've just I was just looking at the um the tips here. Hold on, we'll do that at the end. I'm glad you got it up. But tell yeah, me, yeah, yeah, but I, I'm going to take the Knights as well. As very oh, good. Great. Yeah. I mean, good. Yeah, I'll definitely I'm going to take the Knights. I'll definitely take Eels. Also, dickheads, if you want the Tigers to win, we don't want the Knights to win another game. But I'm loving this Knights two-in-a-row story. I'm backing backing the Bulldogs going below the Tigers and the Knights. If the Knights win a – if the Knights end up doing what you want them to do and overtaking the Tigers on the ladder, I'm going to buy you a Knights membership for next year. Please do. That's happening. Uh, The later game, that's on record as well, so that's happening. The 750 game Broncos and Sharks at Suncorp. Broncos. I, I took the Eels, so I just want to make sure everybody knew that. Broncos? Broncos, yep. Against Sharks. Oh. In, Shark in Brisbane. Lost. I know they lost, but I don't think they're going to pull it out again. I'm going to go to the Sharks. I will take Brisbane. Saturday, 3 p.m., the Dragons take on the Shitans at. Oh, down in um, Wollongong. Very good. Dragons. Ooh, dragons. Yeah, I'll go take the dragons too. Ooh. 5.30 in the middle of the Saturday game, Storm and the Roosters. Ooh, Storm and the Roosters down in uh, Melbourne. Storm. Yeah, Storm. Yeah, fuck the Roosters. Yeah, fuck the Roosters and and fuck Ferguson. (laughs) Yeah, fuck Ferguson. Hope they make him look stupid. 7.30, the last game on Saturday is the Penny Panthers take on the Cows down at Pepper Stadium. Panthers. Oh, Cowboys. The Panthers would love to win this one, but I think mm. the Cows are going to turn up. Sure. Sunday, 2 p.m., the I Will Never Win Another Game This Season Warriors versus the Canberra Raiders. Based on your New Zealand, by the way, assumption that they won't win, I'm going to go Raiders. The Raiders. Raiders are on upward trajectory. I think they, they'll be good for the eight. And 4 p.m., the Mighty West Tigers will defeat uh, play the uh, Manly Seagulls at Leichhardt. Tiggers. Tiggers. And we're all hopefully going to be at that game as well. That would be great. Which may or may not mean that the podcast is very weird and or <laughs> not existent that week. It could be better. It mm. could be a lot better. Sandwich for the tip, sorry. Yeah, the biggest T has been absolutely hammering the Warriors to never win a game. And he was hoping to high hell that he wouldn't have um, bet on them last Oh, shit, did I tip them last, the new last oh, round? You Can I just say that was an outstandingly... Glaringly obvious round. Hold on, don't high five me, Shrink R- Riviera, <laughs> because you also went for the Warriors. A oh, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. No, I'm going to make this episode. I think Uncle Tim's fu- fucked us up. Well, according to this, uh, sign up for one 
Shmiko Rivera, Warriors. Oh, Biggest T, Warriors. And is there any other things that we tipped oh, no. <laughs> That did not happen. Great, so we're even. Um, so I'm I shot myself, in, I shot myself in the foot tip. gun for a Warrior oh, no. draw between the Titans and the Broncos. I can listen back to that. There's no way I would have picked the Warriors. Yeah, that's no, it's all, it's all there. Yeah. If you look at the tweet. If you look at the Blake that wrote it, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even. He's not even here. Yeah. He's Blake broke down allegedly. Yeah. Any sandwich bets, gentlemen? No, thank you. I'm going to write out mine one till next week with you, Doctor, you about the what other the 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 lock bets. All right. Well, I'll try and count how many sandwiches you owe me and I owe you, <laughs> and then we can. Um, you wish, mate. Have a week together. <laughs> and with that, please tune in next week to find out from the Doctor who took a shot at goal miss, but we're still giving a point. Miguel telling us the excitement of watching people pretend to hurt themselves well enough to be given a chance to kick a ball at another man wearing gloves from me explaining in nauseating detail how the West Tigers can still win another NRL Premiership. Talk to you then, sports best friends. Listener.